Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back for episode 46 of Make Friends Radio. And today we are joined by Seth Ahern. He is a Sammy Award winning DJ multiple times, uh, an excellent producer, a band member of Elements of Soul, and the host of the wildly popular Bacterium Show on 94.7. Please welcome my friend Zephyr. Hey, what's up, guys? Much love. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for taking time to, uh, to be here with us, man. I appreciate that. Hey, thanks uh, for asking me questions. <laughs> Absolutely. So why don't we jump right into some of those so we can get to know you a little bit better. Anything you want to get off your chest before we get started? Um, no. Looking forward to a really awesome and productive year of connecting after connecting with so many people in 2020. So <laughs> looking yes, forward sir. to 2021. Well, you have been doing a really good job on Twitch, man. I see your name in all the chat rooms and people are super familiar with you. So congrats on, on that success, dude. Thanks, man. All righty. So... Let's start with the, the obvious one. How'd you come up with the name Zephyr? Um, I'm from the uh, time when you couldn't give yourself a DJ name like that. That's not like that was against the law. So um, kind of pre before we were Element of Soul, the original members of that band, we were kind of uh, just monkeying around with like different ideas for like just a group name because we were just all hanging out and there was four of us mm-hmm. so we had to come up with something that was like there was only four of this thing like some lord of the rings type stuff um <laughs> and we came up with elements because there's four elements sure and uh i was wind because i'm a libra and balance and uh, my sign was wind and there's multitudes of reasons why i was wind but it would take too long to go into that so when i needed a dj name uh someone suggested well maybe you should just be zephyr because it's pretty close to seth god of the west wind and i instantly love that um so instantly fell in love with it and just ran with it that's awesome dude it's a way cooler story uh than my name i was just my birth name chris shelton <laughs> but i went through i went through a number of horrible dj names which i'm not gonna say on air oh really uh, nice. but yeah yeah i ended up with just going with my my regular name because it's yeah, a lot ridiculous. of people do that, right? And that's timeless. When you go with your name, that's your, it's never going to go out of style, right? So Yeah, when, when we stop recording, I'll give you the, the other ridiculous ones. So are you, are you originally from Sacramento? I am not. Um, I am from the Clear Lake area, okay. Um, okay. tiny little town called Kelseyville. Um, and then I moved into Placerville, which is about 40 minutes towards Tahoe, up the hill. Um, when I was 14 and that's kind of how I, you know, found out with all the awesome Sacramento people. Cause I was only 40 minutes away. So there was nothing doing Placerville. So we'd go into Sacramento, you know, <laughs> are you still up there? No, I, uh, I moved down to Sacramento. Let's see. Six years ago. Well, basically once the DJ thing started really taking off, mm-hmm. um, it was just too hard to be in two places, even though I was still kind of in two places. Cause I was still raising my son up there. Never mm-hmm. really brought mm-hmm. him down here till he was 18. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I moved down here when I was uh, about six years, six years ago to try to, you know, further my career. Cool, man. Well, you've definitely been killing it. You've got a lot of accolades and tons of recognition and you're one of, uh, my fiance's favorite DJs. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. She says she, uh, you make her drive to work, uh, you know, extremely bearable. That's yeah. That's that's the idea. I'm mm-hmm. super popular with the ladies. I've noticed. Like girls <laughs> just love the show. It's very girly music, I suppose. You know, but um, you already know. Right, right. 
So uh, when did you first start getting into music and kind of what was that process of joining a band? Like, how did that that thing gel together and become what it is now? Um, well, I was definitely into DJ stuff first, um, you know, being a young kid into gangster rap and then into drum and bass after going into raves. Um, that's kind of how I got into music, got a pair of turntables and just started mm -hmm. DJing drum and bass pretty much for a while. Um, and then I was always doing turntablism on top of that because I really like the hip hop aspect of everything. So I was always trying to scratch and try to, you know, manipulate sounds with the, with vinyl. Um, and uh, I knew four guys that were kind of just starting this, this band, uh, no drummer, just singers and uh, guitarists and bass. So they kind of asked me to come and, make some sounds. So I just kind of came over and, you know, they were, they weren't really a, a band yet. They were still just practicing in their garages and that's kind of all I ever did. Um, so we just kind of practiced in the garage together and that's kind of how it formed. Sure. So what's your role? I mean, are you like, uh, just making the, the beats or are you scratching over the top, adding melodics? What's, what's, what's um, your kind of position? Uh, definitely turntablism for sure. Scratching, uh, sound effects. In the beginning, I had a drum machine um, and I would do all the drums because we didn't have a drummer. So in the beginning, there was a lot more for sure. Once the drummer came, I was able to focus more on um, doing a lot of like movie samples and stuff because I'm a huge fan of just like talking and quotes and stuff like that in music so i mm -hmm. really try to add that aspect to it and then later on once i learned more about music i i started adding synths and stuff and was able to like play along which was really awesome so that was that was great the the you know the evolution was awesome yeah you know, i was watching an interview uh of yours trying to prepare myself for this and uh you know you were talking a lot about your adventures as starting dj kind of like what what was your inspiration like how, what what brought you into that community was it just the introduction to the the rave scene or was there some something or someone that stood out that that kind of brought uh that kind of made you venture into that you know there there was a driving force in the um drum and bass scene um and i instantly connected with the drum and bass scene because again i was from rap and hip-hop mm -hmm. and drum and bass when you're in the rave, you know, it's all pretty foreign, except drum and bass, they have an MC and it's all kind of hip hoppy sounding. So it was very easy for me to connect to that. Mm -hmm. And the biggest name back then, and still to this day in Sacramento for drum and bass was Billy Lane. He was the that one that was kind of organizing the rooms um, and throwing the parties. And he had 916 Junglist. He had this whole collective. He had a, a record store. So we could all go hang out when we were, at the raves, you know, and that was kind of the only place that I would ever connect with people um, other than being at a rave. And I was from, you know, being from Placerville, didn't really know any of these people, but I would go to the record store and, you know, eavesdrop and, and try to hang out with people. Uh, so that was um, a big segue into it was Billy Lane and, and all the, you know, things that he provided for us to connect and, and kind of make a family out of. Um, and then he continued to inspire me. Uh, around 2005, 2006, when the rave scenes kind of died uh, and drum and bass kind of started, you know, getting to the background of dubstep, started becoming on the rise. Sure, um, sure. He kind of adapted to that and, you know, got a 
got a show on 106 or 1079 the end at the time doing top 40 uh you know house remixes and such and i was super inspired by that i was like this guy knows how to adapt uh and he's able to make a career with it um so basically i was like well i'm just gonna you know do exactly what he did (laughs) and try to do the same (laughs) things he did and he always helped me anytime that you know I can't say that we're best friends, but anytime that I ask him for help, he always takes the time and, you know, lays it out for me. Um, And he's always done that. So um, I definitely credit him for being probably my biggest influence. Nice. Shout outs to Imagine Music and uh, and Billy Lane. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Billy, Billy's been an inspiration for a lot of people on the scene and kind of help. He helped me get the, the Twitch show off and he's been there supporting me since day one. So much to Billy. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you're, you're drawn to hip hop and you're drawn to drum and bass, you know, in the, in the most recent time, uh, I've kind of seen you venture into some really kind of more melodic, a little bit more peaceful sounds. What are your current styles that you're drawn to? Cause it's not just drum and bass. It's not just hip hop. I tune into your channel and it'll be all across the board, mushroom jazz, all kinds of stuff like that. So clue me in on kind of that inspiration, what you're drawn to in the current moment. Like what, what is the sound that you are uh, feeling oh man you know having that live music background i really love the clash of organic and inorganic and Mm -hmm. electronic music you know you can get some really pretty melodic sounds but also some grimy bass lines and stuff i love that aspect of electronic music and that ranges from drum and bass to dubstep glitch hop you know, the, I mean, that's every genre that has that style in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I love to play every genre. I love to start from one BPM and kind of work my way through all the styles. You know, that's always a really fun set for me. Um, but uh, Twitch this year has like gotten me to be able to re-get into drum and bass heavily, um, which I kind of fell off for a while because I'd always throw in a few drum and bass songs and, you know, I always check on the scene a little bit, but I wasn't like super, Mm -hmm. super into it because not a lot of the parties that I was playing, like the people were really into drum and bass. So there's only so much that I could play. Um, So I kind of stepped out of it for a while, but now having an avenue where I get to play whatever I want and nobody comes up and tells me what to play. <laughs> it's going to be drum and bass. It's probably going to be liquid drum and bass. So that's, that's probably my main, uh, my main, you know, genre right now, but yeah, anything with melody and anything with something that's like a little bit organic. I think that's, that's where I'm at right now. We're, yeah. Twitch has been a trip for me, man. It's been, uh, you know, people knew me, you know, a long time ago as a, like a breaks DJ and then I kind of stepped away from that and went into like the kind of mid-tempo glitch hop type stuff. Yeah, like uh, the mushroom jazzy. Man, you're always playing like the cool stuff. And I love that you have you your tracks on because I'm always stealing your songs. <laughs> I'm always like, cool. I'll take that one. Uh, the most recent one, I got the um, Preacher Mandrum bass song that you remix that you played oh, the other day. Lord. I was like, what? I got to have this. So you'll probably hear that on back here in soon. Thanks, nice. Chris. Yeah, of course, <laughs> uh, That's why I put it up there because, I mean, it's like... Yeah. There's no reason to hide the music, man. If it's dope, it's dope. Let's let's, let's get people right. playing it. Um, but yeah, so I, I've started this year to venture into like drum and bass, which is completely out of my wheelhouse. I mean, I've yeah, grown right. up in the community. You know, I've I've been a part of that. You know, through kind of breaks and just supporting everyone. But cool. I've I've really kind of started to appreciate that liquid drum and bass sound, and uh, 
yeah just really feeling it's fun like to mix right like getting two songs to go for a while like that's my favorite thing about drum and bass it's the mixing aspect it's like making that third song out of two songs and that's where a dj really shines you know mm-hmm. it's like this is my creation it's not somebody else's song you know so and drum and bass really gives you that ability to do that i wish i had the uh, the ear for that like hard-hitting stuff though like when i start to listen to it like when other people play it i i love it but like i just when i'm going to buy it's like this little pretty song or this like smashing <laughs> thing and i'm like uh, i'm gonna go with the pretty one 100 <laughs> percent yeah I, right i feel like i'm always like buying on an intent on something so i might hear something that's really awesome but if it doesn't fit what i'm trying to like get at i won't get it and i'm like damn it i wish i would have bought that really intense song because i need that now so you know there's a time and place for everything i find myself every week like filling my cart with just like probably like 40 50 records and then like narrowing it down every week and just getting rid of just the aggressive stuff first and then <laughs> like what's the likelihood of me actually playing this song Pretty right minimal right. we'll put that in a maybe list for next time <laughs> and then stuff that's just like oh that's really good i just end up getting that so yeah, no, that's the way to go, man. Smart, smart. Yeah, so how, how did you end up getting involved with 94.7, speaking of uh, the Bacterium show? Um, Andy Hawk, who was a, a radio DJ uh, personality on Quad 106.5, he was on uh, 98 Rock as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big fan of Element of Soul. He had a few different kind of local um, venues that he would highlight, local talent, uh, powerhouse, pub, and in Folsom, he did a weekly show. And then he had this show, Local Licks, every Sunday night on 98 Rock. So, like, we were on that all the time. And he absolutely loved us. So, he was a huge fan of the band. So, when he uh, was approached to start 94-7, um, he had this idea of doing, like, a mashup kind of remix show. Um, and he knew that I DJed and he knew that I played crazy dubstep and drum and bass <laughs> but he was kind of looking for some nicer you know he knew that house would probably be the way to go but uh, he never said that to me he just said seth put in a mix i got a few other djs putting in the mix and we're kind of kind of see who you know is closest and somehow even though i didn't have any house in the mix uh i still had the best mix apparently it was just closest to what they were trying to hit which was basically like you go by decades kind of you try to hit all these decades like you go 50 song in a 60 song 70s 80s you know not necessarily in that order but you're trying to hit this wide variety for this huge audience that you're trying to appease um so i was closest to that um so that's basically how i got it what do you think your standout song was from that mix do you remember Um, yeah the the vanek remix of muse um uh, the really popular one, super supermassive black hole. It's a really really strange. That song is really intense. Supermassive black hole, intense guitars. There's no guitars in this mix, and they take the vocals and just like chop it all up and just like really make his vocals mm-hmm. stand out. And people really uh, stoked on that because a lot of times like guitars will get in the way of people enjoying stuff nowadays and people were like wow i really like his voice without all the guitars so that was one that was like wow this is going to be really neat because there's going to be all these songs that don't have guitars to get in people's way or just like girls singing them instead you know so it was probably that song for sure word man that's really cool so you know growing up in relatively in the area we'll say are there any djs other than you know the ones that you've mentioned that you remember from the radio now that you're in the radio realm 
Are there any people that you've drawn inspiration from that you can remember back in the day that were constantly on the radio? Um, I can, I mean, definitely DJ Billy Lane, uh, Eddie O'Doul. Um, Shout out another, to Eddie. Yeah, he was another um, a house DJ, uh, but he was kind of like making me fall in love with house because he was playing all these really cool remixes of stuff. So it was mm -hmm. really easy for me to, you know, it was easy for me to digest. Um, sure. So he kind of inspired me to like, you know, uh, it was okay to play house music. <laughs> um, and then DJ Tao, who um, super big influence on me because he had the show on 90.3 KDVS, uh, mm -hmm. the Davis station. Yeah. It was called Insomniac Jungle Show. Uh, every Wednesday, I think it was from nine to midnight, but um, going to raves, all we ever heard was like really intense music. You never heard pretty music at raves because they're like trying to pack the dance floors, you know? Yeah. So that's all I knew. Um, and then that was my first, uh, um, kind of my first window into liquid because uh, DJ Tao would play all liquid on this, on this radio station. So it was like a whole new avenue of music for me it was like well it was drum and bass but it was like all very pretty stuff and it kind of led me to like other pretty music through drum and bass so big ups dj tao sure did were you around uh, when they had the power 105.5 out here yeah that's where i heard eddie o'doul on the radio okay. for sure. yeah <laughs> yeah they had uh, like slim and tofu had a show on there a couple other uh, local djs uh, yeah like 916 junglers show right that was on there for a little bit yeah, yeah that yeah. was really cool that was really neat. That was like the epicenter of, you know, EDM in Sacramento. <laughs> you know, we yeah. had our own radio show. At that point in my life, though, I was like really enjoying like the, the don't call me babies and the shiny disco balls. Like, love that. Yeah, that, love it that. happened. What can I do? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Don't call me baby. I try to throw that in every once in a while. You know, it's, that's a good song. It's the classics, man. Yeah. Right. So, you know, is the show is a, a morning show, right? The bacterium. What, what time is it typically on? 7 to? It's on at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. See, shame on me. It's, it's, it's been through some changes, bro. It, it started at 7.49 because that was 9.47 backwards, like back when we oh. first started it. So that was very clever. But we've had some changes. Um, the, the radio station's been bought out a few different times. Um, so, you know, uh, changes happen. You have to adapt. You know, you kind of got to go roll with the punches. So we're on at eight now. I have a commercial in the middle of the show. Didn't used to have that. But it is what it is. Still blessed to be on the radio show. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's really awesome, man. It really is. So is that something that you have to show up live for? You do submit a mix every week and they just play that. Um, we tried doing it live at first, but it was just too hard to get everything correct. And mm -hmm. then I also like sounding like 100% no mistakes for that show. Um, so I'll like go back and edit it. You know, don't tell anybody, <laughs> but yeah. I'll like make sure that I do not. Hopefully like, no one hears it on that show. You know, I know, right? <laughs> so, and in the beginning, like I would, you know, catch that and I would listen back and be like, oh man, that's awful. A lot of people are hearing me like not be a good DJ. So I made sure that I could like put the best 100% mix of that. So in yeah. order to do that, I send them a week ahead. Sure. I mean, that that's awesome though. Um, but I do think there's a little bit of kind of comfort that comes with those slight DJ, you know, mess ups. I don't know if that's radio appropriate, but like when I hear a DJ mix live, uh, I want to know that it's live. You know, I like kind of hearing that them trying to struggle to get the beat on or, you know, trying to do this or that. And it just, 
right. comes off or, or maybe it's out of tune and that, like the mix just doesn't work as well as they thought they would have. I personally, I kind of appreciate that. And I, well, I call I myself out on that all the time because I that humanizes you. Right. Yeah. Love that. Um, people don't want to hear that. I'm not playing for DJs. <laughs> you know, people don't want to hear that. Yeah, in the beginning, true. like I had to keep my mixes so short. Like they're like just in and out, Seth. We don't want to hear two songs together. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it took a long time to like to to you know uh, make the show what it is and be like, no, let me try this. Oh, but maybe one rap song will be okay. Come on, guys. You know, so it took a long time to be where it is at today. But I'm I'm really happy with what with, with what we've got. You know. That's awesome, man. And again, congrats on the success. It's um, Thanks, e- everyone knows the show and everyone, you know, talks about it. So that's, that's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. So having said that though, the, the obvious question that I have is how much time do you spend trying to find these like radio appropriate mixes of whatever the, the pop songs are or the generational rock songs, whatever they are, how much time do you spend each week trying to find something new? Or is there a lot of kind of like, you know, similar rotation every week? Um, there is definitely similar rotation, but in order to make it fun for me and mm-hmm. not get stagnant, um, I have to have new music. I think, you know, as long as I kept up with new remixes and if I played the same old remixes, I think people would be okay with that. But I, for my sanity have to get new music. So I'd probably spend, you know, I probably every other day after I do a show, I'll uh, hop on SoundCloud and spend 30 minutes to an hour, try to grab, you know, 10, 15 songs, you know, so there's, you know, so it's a constant, constant inflow of um, trying to find the music. So that's, yeah, that's a constant job <laughs> that never, that never stops. Word. Yeah. That's tight. Uh, Bandcamp is really good for that too. Like those, uh, those kind of poppy current songs, people remixing yeah. them in, in cool and fun ways. Right. And sometimes you don't like have to necessarily pay for the band camp stuff. So that's, that's always nice in my pocket. So I don't have to pay for every song. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, SoundCloud and, and Bandcamp have been really huge on that. I've kind of fallen out of love with a uh, beatport, if I'm honest, that used to be kind of like my, my go-to place, but it just feel like it's so samey. Everything is kind of just so samey there. I do buy a lot of drum and bass there just because it, it's an easy platform for me to learn. Yeah, that's the spot for drum and bass for sure. But Bandcamp, you can find some really cool, unique and quirky, weird stuff, you know, and you can go through that rabbit hole in Bandcamp, you know, where you can just keep on going down, down, down. And you're like, just find the coolest stuff. So I love, love Bandcamp. Yeah, I'll have to let you come over and uh, root through my uh, my remix folder. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you probably have so much stuff that would be great for the show. I, You know, honestly, I tried I tried pitching the idea for a really long time to do Friday's uh, guest DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were really, really skeptical that anybody could, you know, hit the, all the stuff that I do. But now there's definitely some DJs where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, you could do it. Entity could do it. There's a few that could do it. So, I don't know. Shout but, out Entity. Yeah. <laughs> so taking 2020 out of out of the equation right i mean it's been a pretty crazy year a lot of downtime for a lot of people with the radio show and the band and you know the dj gigs you know how do you stay motivated on top of all those different responsibilities how do you like put all of your love into each one of those things separately and kind of maintain that appreciation for kind of that journey that you're on I mean, it's definitely uh, a love of the music for sure. You know, mm-hmm. just being, um, I mean, the band stuff, like there's definitely something about 
people all banging on stuff and hitting stuff and it makes this <laughs> song together like that just i mean to this day that boggles my mind um you know and that's one of my favorite things to do is just to get together with some people and just like make some noise and it makes some noise, you know? So the, um, that is inspiration in itself. The um, DJing, because it's a solo mission, you know, you're by yourself. So sometimes it's hard to find um, that inspiration, but with, when you're, when you're playing live shows and you're out there uh, it's the fans for sure. It's people coming up and saying, you know, I listen to you every morning or I, you know, I, you get me to work or, you know, you inspire me to, you know, want to check out some electronic music or you inspire me to become a DJ. You know, the coolest things are the uh, meeting the little kids. Like when I do um, like city of trees and uh, electric Christmas, because those are all age events and I'll DJ them, you know, I'll try to get out in the crowd right when I'm done. Um, and you know, there's not a million people that want to meet me. I'm not super famous, but there's, you know, 10 or 15 people there that, that definitely want to talk to me. And sometimes they're just like, you know, five, seven, eight, nine year old kids that are just super, super inspired by the music that really want to get into awesome. DJing. Um, and that to me, like that really hits me, you know, where, uh, I don't know, that just makes me want to do it more. It makes me want to keep on being better makes me want to inspire more, you know? Um, so I just try to always present the best because I'm, you know, I'm hoping to inspire people. I'm hoping to, you know, open or set that path for people into electronic music or music in general, or just wanting to man manipulate music on their own. That's cool. You know, I got a soft spot for kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. Kids are awesome. Man. That's, that's awesome, kids. man, to have, uh, I mean, just, I can't even imagine how, how amazing that must feel just having some little kid come up to you be like, heard you on the radio, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. I had, I had one girl like, cause she was so little, she was like a, a 11 year old, you know, preteen. And she mm -hmm. was like, so excited to see me that she couldn't like talk because she was so excited. And that, that only happened once. So I'm assuming to famous people that happens all the time. And that was really weird. Cause it was like, uh, it's okay. It's all good. You know? So I like had to wait for her to try to, you know, be able to say something. Um, so that was super special. And it's just like, I don't know something about kids, man, you know, and you can reach the kids. You're doing something right. You know? Yes, child. I am just a person and I just have a play button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. I'm just but, a human. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Thinking back on, on DJing, I mean, it's, it's obviously been a, a long career for you thinking back to like when you first started DJing, what was a major struggle that you had like learning the craft that now you feel like you've gotten down really well? Oh, definitely. One thing like predominantly comes to mind and it's, it's definitely reading. Um, when I started to DJ, I DJed for myself and nobody else. I would mm. try to find the most obscure songs that nobody could dance to. Cause that's what I was into. Um, so you learn that if you want to get booked, you know, there, there's an aspect of playing what you love, but also um, trying to interact with the crowd, you know, feeding them stuff, seeing what works and kind of working off that. Um, so that took a while to play in front of people and be like, you know, playing certain things. And they're like, okay, this is awful. And really what it was, was pleasing girls. Cause I didn't play girl music in the beginning. I played a yeah. lot of really intense stuff, you know? So it was kind of finding like, oh, well this really works with people. And, oh, you know, the vocals thing, people love the vocals, you know? So uh, learning to read a crowd, definitely. Yeah. That's probably the toughest one. And 
I think a lot of DJs kind of struggle with that. Um, myself included, you know, through the years is trying to figure out like, how do you play something that you want to hear, but also they want to hear like there is a certain extent where, where you get big enough where people like are wanting to hear just your ear. Right. But I never hit that. I never hit that. Right. So, you know, I've always had that kind of that balance where it's been like, okay, I'm trying to find, you know, that kind of club appropriate stuff, which is why I play a lot more cheesy when I'm doing like the kind of more dancey sets like house or breakbeat music. It's always been like a, a fine mix of, kind of funky, cheesy <laughs> vocals that probably everyone probably rolls their eyes out, but it's like, whatever, it's fun. Like right. if you're not having fun. Why are you here? Yeah, exactly. You know? It's yeah. We're supposed to be having fun guys. Yeah, it's exactly right. But shout outs to all the DJs. It's a fun craft. It is. So, it is. so you have had uh, a plethora of achievements looking back on everything you've accomplished from Sammy's getting onto the radio, having 11 year old swoon over you. <laughs> um, what is the accomplishment that you think back on and you're absolutely most proud of? Um, you don't have to be humble. I mean, the Sammies are awesome. The Sammies are great. You know, uh, being able to, uh, be recognized by Sacramento as, you know, being the best DJ of that year, um, you know, three times in a row. And most recently last year, that was really awesome because uh, the first two, I kind of felt like were a fluke um, because I was the only DJ in the live music scene. Mm. Like there's no other DJs in the live music scene, really, you know, back. I mean, now there might be, I don't know what goes on, but back then it was like, if you played live music, and you saw the name Zephyr, you're like, well, that's that DJ that I know. So I kind of think that I might have won the first two just because of the name. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, Sammy's are, are, are very much a popularity contest in Midtown. So if you're popular in Midtown, you're, you're going to win the Sammy. Um, so winning the one for 2020, that was that was awesome because I think that there was very stiff competition. Everybody was like, you know, really trying to go for it. Um, and I think that uh, I kind of won it for bacterium. So I, I was proud of that. I was very, very proud of that. Yeah. Congratulations. I got nominated once. Oh, I'm that's awesome. Of, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Being nominated is really awesome. And that, certainly, you know, I certainly didn't win. There's a lot more talented DJs than me out there. <laughs> so I imagine being on the radio and, and playing things like city of trees and, you know, being part of a band, that that's brought you into some crazy situations. What's the craziest kind of coolest story or craziest experience that you've had just as a result of all of the opportunities you've had because of your endeavors? Um, I, I definitely have a few stories, but I'll keep it um, kid friendly. Um, Cause I have some that are not kid friendly that, but are really good stories, but we're not going to do those. Um, I mean, we do can <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep it kid friendly because um, this one's cool too. Um, playing, I think it was the my second uh, Electric Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, there was, I believe it was Portugal the Man and um, oh man, what's those three acoustic? They sing like Ophelia. Oh Ophelia, I'm That's, awful. Uh, Lumineers. Lumineers. So these two Lumineers are like so incredibly huge you know um and portugal the man was like one of my absolute favorite bands um and i was djing that show but you, i don't get to like 
talk to those people. I'm the lowest of the lowest yeah. man on the totem pole when you play those shows, you know. So they're kind of like you get on stage. Yeah, you yeah. get on stage, you get yeah. off, and you you know you do your thing. Not that you know they're rude to me or anything. People are awesome. I love everybody, but you're the low man on the totem pole for sure. Um, so I kind of get shuffled around, you know, when at those shows, and it, nobody ever really tells me what to do. So I just like wander around, um, you know, Golden One, trying to get into some to some nonsense or whatever. And I saw that um, Portugal the Man and Lumineers had. Uh, like a food kind of a dressing room food thing where they were like, had all this food out there mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. they were all eaten in there. So I would just like, had like a, I had a badge that said uh, artist, you know? So I kind of just like walked by this character guard, flashed it really quick, kind of trying to act like I was in Portugal of a man. Um, <laughs> and I just like plopped myself onto their table and, you know, kind of introduced myself. Didn't want to be like a, you know, evade in their stuff. But I was like, man, you know, I just saw the opportunity to come introduce myself. Want to meet you guys. You guys are awesome. And they were really, really cool. You know, they uh, like, we like cheers with some Pepsi and it, you know, just some silly things. Um, but I thought how fucking amazing was that to be able to just sit at a table and drink some Pepsi with, you know, two of the biggest bands at that time in the world, you know, and I was just able to stumble on that and just kind of pop myself in there, cheers them, you know, and then, you know, say my good dues or whatever. But that to me was just like, that's really amazing that I, you know, had that opportunity. Just, just crazy, weird stuff, man. Weird stuff for sure. That's dope. Jazz would be super jealous of that one. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the biggest Lumineers fan either. I've learned to love them, but, you know, I feel like a lot of people have been like, what the Lumineers, you know? So it's like <laughs> when I tell that story, I'm like, Portugal the man. Oh, yeah, also the Lumineers. So. That's awesome, dude. Um, the Portugal the man has, like, if I ever walk away from, a, like, an exploding car or something, you know, like that scene in a movie, they have the song that I want to be playing. Like, nice. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's, like, super dope, and I just always imagine myself just walking away from like an exploding car stupid shit but it's oh no but you need those you need those songs for those opportunities in your life you know it's like just boom, in case there cute. happens to be a massive explosion let's have right? that queued up just in case <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that DJ life. yeah what is uh electric christmas i think they had the one with um glass animals right yeah yeah they uh man one of the best live bands i've seen they i feel like i've seen them twice uh, one time they opened the show and they like stole the show. They were the best band. Yeah, by far. So. We left after them that year. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I the, it was, the, uh, but was band. I think it was um, Milky, the Milky Chance. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get into like that. I'm sorry. Houses. Sorry, Milky Chance. If there's any reason that you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. It's like sailor uh, lumberjack music. It's great. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they're so dope, dude. Glass animals are the sickest. They do those beats slap so hard. It all throw those into bass mixes, like just one of their songs because they're I mean, shit. Slap I so played hard. one the other day that was like a Glass Animals remix of a Banks, and oh uh, nice. yeah, dude, super sick, super sick. Yeah, yeah, I love those guys. Um, yeah, man. So thank you very much for this. This has been awesome. Really uh, down to earth conversation. Getting to know really talented DJ here locally. If you could leave anyone with a, a positive message, you know, just think of something positive to say, to give someone encouragement heading into 2021, what would that be? I mean, I would say pay it forward. Pay it just forward. That's a good one. Pay it forward. There's not enough of that, man. There's, there's a lot of taking, but not a whole lot of paying forward. Yeah. Good one. I appreciate that. 
So tell everyone before we move on to the, the guest DJ mix, where can we find you? What, where, where, where should we be looking for Mr. Zephyr? Well, I am on Alt 94.7, Monday through Friday, roughly 8 a.m. for about 30 minutes. And then they do a wrap-up Saturday night from 9 to midnight. Um, and then if you want to catch me live, you probably have to find me on Twitch Mondays or Fridays at 7 p.m. Word Worthwhile. What are your uh, socials? Zephyr Bacterium everywhere or? I am Seth Zephyr on SoundCloud and Zephyr back to him everywhere else. So, yeah. Perfect. And I will be linking to all of those things in the description of this. So if you're listening on you know, the podcast app, you might have to go to the Facebook or Instagram post to get to those. But big ups, man. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Great conversation. Hope everyone likes it. Hope everyone uh, gravitates towards you and your positivity and uh, you know, helps us all grow together, man. Yeah, right. We're all going to lift each other up, man. Appreciate you, Chris. Much love. Yes, sir. So having said that, I want to take just a moment to introduce our guest DJ, a legendary guy here locally, and unfortunately moved away to San Diego. Uh, Big time supporter of the Sacramento scene, even to this day, especially on Twitch, uh, popping up all over the place. A big proponent of 916 Junglist back in the day. Please welcome my friend, Kelly Groove. Here it is. Thank you. 
get shots out to you. Pioneers of this thing. We'll take you back to Frankie Knuckles. Speak on it. Ron Hardy. Speak on it. Larry Levere. Speak the truth. Rest in peace. T. Scott. Rest in peace. Tony Humphreys. Zanzibar. What up, Armando? Still got you, baby. Father Jack Master Funk. What up, big bro? Yeah. Uh, Jesse Sanders. Steve Silk Hurley. DJ Pierre. Chip B. See you, baby. It's house. Uh huh. But it is what it is, you dig?
get a motherfucking moment of silence for this small chronic break? <laughs> yeah. Taking bitches out to eat and spending money on these hoes, you know what I'm saying? I tell a bitch like this. Bitch, you without me is like hell, man, when I'm in the middle of the 
Big ups, Kelly Groove. Thank you so much for the dope uh, mix, man. Always a pleasure to to talk with you, and glad you submitted something uh, so fun for for the listeners here. Hope you and everyone in San Diego as well. Uh, if you want to check out Kelly Groove, we're going to link to all of his socials uh, down in the uh, the comment section. So make sure to check him out. Follow both of these guys on all the platforms and show a little bit of support. Anything else you want to say, uh, Seth? Um, no, just again, you know, be nice to each other. Let's uh, get through 2021 with some positivity for sure. We're heading into it. As always, everyone, thank you for the, the support. Uh, it means so much to us to get the opportunity to, to, to share our passions with you. And um, because we've been lacking on the, the conversations here recently, just trying to get my friends in here to chat with you guys. And hopefully we'll get some Sacramento businesses uh, on board here very soon. So again, Seth, thank you very much. Check us out on all the major platforms, Twitch. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Apple Podcast app, and all that good stuff. Oh, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Much love, everyone. Big ups. Peace.